So the Lord woke me up a couple days ago, specifically to read David and Goliath. So I turned to 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17 specifically. And in this story, it's an amazing, an amazing story. But in this story specifically, I want to highlight a couple verses. So we're going to turn to 1 Samuel 17, uh, verse 33. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. Now, I'll try to paint the picture pretty quickly for you. Uh, First off, Saul is the king of the Israelites. Now, David is this young shepherd boy. We're looking between the ages of 15 to 12. Uh, I know in the army, you're not allowed to be in the army until you're about 20. So, but remember, he's looking like a boy. So you're looking at, at a younger teenager. So he comes to Saul and he says, I am going to fight this giant, this Goliath, because he is disrespecting our God. Now, keep in mind, all of the Israelites were in fear of this man. He was huge in stature, and nobody wanted to face him, not even the king, not even Saul. So now here's Saul's worldly advice. He's like, there's no way you're going to beat him. No way you're going to beat him. But what Saul was missing was the fact that David knew who his God was. He knew who his God was. Saul also knew God, but he looked at Goliath and Goliath was becoming way bigger than God himself, unfortunately. So then he fell into fear. Now, keep in mind, the Old Testament is a physical picture of a spiritual truth. A physical picture of a spiritual truth. Now, what does that mean? Well, what that means is this. Goliath represented other gods. He represented other gods. And David represented the God. Yeshua. The one true God. So this wasn't just a battle between one huge guy and one little guy. This was a battle between the God of the universe, the creator of the whole world, and other gods. Let's go to the next scripture verse. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 33. We'll see this. In 43, I apologize. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So you see, first off, he felt disrespected. Goliath feels disrespected. First, this is a, you're sending out this little boy to defeat me, this great Goliath, this man of champion of champions. So then what did he do? He cursed David with his gods, putting curses upon him. Now keep in mind, every curse turns into blessing because of who our God is. So David responds. He says, In verse 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. 
This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Now think of that for a moment. David came against Goliath with a slingshot and a staff. That's it. That's all he had. He didn't even have a sword. How was he going to cut Goliath's head if he didn't have a sword? See, the one thing that David had was trust in the Almighty. And that is so important. See, when you're talking about magnifying God, you're talking about making God big. It's a magnifying glass. It makes it big. It magnifies God. Are you making God big in your life? Or is the problems you're facing in the world right now bigger than the God of the universe? See, David didn't bow down to the fear of the other gods. That's what it is. If you are in fear, you are saying God isn't big enough. You are not trusting in him. You're not giving him reverence and holy fear. You're putting your fear in other things that are opposite of who God is. See, David was confident, not in his abilities, but in the very God of the universe, because he was representing that God. So, I mean, what does this mean in, in the big picture? Um, well, it's, it's pretty simple. When you live out your Christian walk, when you're to walk as Jesus walked, your eye is to be single and your whole body filled with light. When Peter took his eyes off Jesus, when he was walking on the water, he took his eyes off of him and then he let fear destroy him or, well, sink him down into the, into the water. But if we give him 100% of our attention, if we make him huge and big and grandiose, the problems that we face today are nothing compared to who God is. And then we're able to trust in his promises. It says, do not forget my promises in Psalms 103. Don't forget my promises. And it talks about healing and saving. So, we get back to what, what made um, David so great. We go to Psalms 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He was not afraid. Why? Because he made God his stronghold. The Lord is my light and my salvation. He's the one who's going to deliver us. And save us. He is the light. The only source of light. That will give us guidance. Every step of the way. When we walk in this dark place. Now. I'm going to give you a couple testimonies. I mean what does this really really look like in real life? Like how do we live this out? Um, I'll give you one story. Uh, I was in charge of the talent show of our high school. Now keep in mind that this talent show was talked up. It was the first talent show in many many years. So people were really excited for it. And what happened was uh, right before people were going to start entering into uh, the gym. Actually it was a cafetorium. Um, and right before they uh, were to enter this, the top of the curtains got stuck on the one side. It was caught up on this chain. 
and we're trying to pull the cord and nothing was going and we're like oh my gosh now at that point you know people were starting to come come in and so the students were like well we can just hold it and they were starting to pull the curtain all the way and they're like yeah we can hold it and you can see it i'm like guys you can't see one third of the stage that we're we're in trouble and you know at that point you know, I started, you could start getting a little worried, starting to panic a little bit. Oh my gosh, what are the, what's going to happen? Are we going to have to cancel? All these thoughts happen. And the first thing that I did was I went backstage and I took a deep breath and my eyes went on him. And I am like, Father, I know you and I love you. And I know you're going to get us out of this. I trust you, Lord. And I thank you and I praise you for who you are and who you've created me to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So then I went back out. Now, at that point, I was calm. I was collected. I was at peace. Why? Because I sought refuge in him. He is my stronghold. If we stay in him, he's the shelter on the most high. He is the protector of us. The minute that we go outside of him or outside the camp, that's where we get destroyed. And that's where fear is. That's where worry, anxiety, all these things. So what ends up happening is I get get back on on the stage. I go from the backstage uh, more towards the the front. And sure enough, you know, I was at peace. And and the kids were kind of starting to panic. And sure enough... I look at the corner of my eye, there was a custodial staff member carrying this huge ladder. Perfect size, I might add. And sure enough, I'm like, hey, get that guy. We bring him up on stage, we set the ladder up, I climb up there, unhook the curtains, and we go off without a hitch. That's who our God is, if we put our trust in him. Uh, The next one. My job was on the chopping block. I'm an art teacher, right? It usually was always on the chopping block for about eight years. Well, this time I'm married now and I have a child and another one on the way. Well, the levy was on the, was on the verge of not passing. And people were freaking out. They were looking at completely like shrinking everything down just to the core subjects. So all of the essentials, all the specials, all the, um, the arts were all gone from middle school on down. And uh, I know a lot of my uh, colleagues were freaking out. They're like, shouldn't you be freaking out? I'm like, no, because I know who my God is. I know who he is and he is going to deliver us from this. And I trust him with my life 100% because he's more qualified to run my life than I am. Sure enough, the levy passes. And on top of that, I prayed a prayer. I'm like, Lord, I want to be the richest school in the county. I know you're going to find a creative way. That was my prayer. I know you're going to find a creative way to do it, to get us out of this and not only do this, but bless us. And sure enough, we had a pipeline, a Nexus pipeline come through and gave us a large, large, substantial amount of money. And now we're good to go. The last story is, you know, let's take it to the streets. Let's take it to um, walking into a drug dealer's house. Okay, so I felt called to go to this person's house and to share the gospel. It's dark out, number one. It was like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. 
and I'm walking into this guy's house, knocking on his door. Sure enough, you know, he opens it and, you know, I share the gospel with him. And that's what I did. And then, interestingly enough, he ended up going to jail, but he was sharing the gospel to everybody in jail. Now, if I walked in fear and not in faith, I'm bowing my knee to the God of fear. The same God that was represented by Goliath. That's what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Saul was walking by sight. He looked at David and he saw a little boy. Goliath was walking by sight. But with David, it was different. He was walking by faith and not by sight. Because he spent time with the God of the universe, the creator of the entire world. He spent time with him when he was watching the sheep as a shepherd boy. He was getting to know him. So then he was delivered from the lion and the bear, and that prepared him for Goliath. All it did is it just prepared him for knowing who his God was. Knowing that the God of the universe was delivered him from the lion, delivered him from the bear, and was going to deliver him from the situation that he was in right now. All we need to do is lift our eyes to him and get to know him. That's what eternal life is. It's knowing him. And in those secret places that we get along with him, he is changing us into the image and likeness of his very own son, Jesus Christ. And Christianity is a call not to get to heaven, but to get heaven into us. To transform us from the inside out so that we are walking representation of Jesus Christ here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Christianity is all about. He's the one who breathes life into us. And then we start having that life that's in us, that peace, that calm, and all of that pour out of us. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you and I praise you for who you've called us to be. I thank you, Lord, that we just spend time with you, that we get to know you. And in that place of knowing, we start becoming and Father, I love you so much. And Father, I pray for everybody watching that you give them a sense of calm and peace. Father, that your presence just flow into the house that they're staying in, flow into the places that they're staying at. Father, that fear leaves now in Jesus' name. Because you did not give us a spirit of fear. It was given by the enemy. And I will not bow my knee to the enemy. Father, thank you. And Holy Spirit, just come upon us and move through us. And Father, that we surrender our lives to you. And we constantly have our eyes on you so that our eye is single and our body filled with light. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.